Hey, pals. We're the gals, and we're coming at you for another week. I know you missed us. I know you missed us. Life's been crazy. It's been snowing over here in the Northeast. All right? <laughs> and my computer inside. said... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been hectic. We apologize. I apologize. It is my fault, not the other gal. It's this gal, the one that sounds like a bitch. This one right here. Oh my god, my fault. <laughs> it is. Um, that won't happen again because now we have a backup plan. But we won't tell you what it is because you know you n- you never know when it's gonna have to pop out. Boom, bang, bada beam. Correct. Or if we go ever need to change a plan, so we're just gonna keep you in um, you know, just a state of constant fear. Uh, and anxious me stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, somebody's been watching 365. But <clears throat> um before we start this week, I just wanted to first of all ask Gal, how you been doing? You know, not too bad. Been, you know, being overworked out here at my freaking office job, tired of printing shit. I had to bring lotion to the office because when I touch all the papers, after hours of touching papers, my hands get ashy. Can't have that. So I brought some coconut lotion to work. Oh, my. What? You, they making you bring your own supplies now? Goddamn. You think they're going to have lotion? At least and, a little some, some, maybe a little tub of Vaseline. In I don't a, know. In a, in a predominantly white office space. <gasps> We got a PWO. Mm-hmm. It's, there ain't nothing wrong with them, but I don't yeah, think they got the kind of lotion, lotion I want. Mm-hmm. Although there is a lady who does have lotion on her desk, the kind I use for my sensitive skin, and she's married to a black man. So That makes sense. Then that makes sense. I was about to say, why does she have it? Like, is she <laughs> blogger? But then you said she was married to a black man. So mm. filled in all the gaps right there. Mm, hallelujah. But I'm happy that you, other than uh, facing, you know, evil corporate world, are doing swell in this cold ass weather. Now, before we start, I- wait, 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 wait! Don't don't huh? be sliding off the hook like that. How are you doing, Miss Healthcare <laughs> Worker? You know, I have invested in what I'd like to call. A knockout bottle, or I took it from the world of mothers who give their kids knockout bottles. It is frowned upon. But for uh, an adult, I spiced it up a little bit. So a knockout bottle, or I guess you can say a knockout kit, now consists of two melatonin, two shots, and a bottle of water. So Shots um, of alcohol? (laughs) Maybe. You better have your finger on the... Emergency contact fucking number on your phone, bitch. <laughs> if I don't have work in like four hours when I come back, because sometimes I do, I just come home for four hours and go back to work. Um, if I don't have work within the next eight hours, I take a knockout bottle. That shit puts me to sleep after I shower, of course, and you know, I'll get all the COVID off of me. Um, I take one of them bitches and I am out for at least six hours and then I get up and take my ass back to the hospital. But, um, all right. So yeah, uh, it's not, I'm not saying you should do it. I'm just telling you what works for me. 
And don't forget to hydrate because that's important too. You don't want your piss turning into green uh, sludge by any chance. I, I, wow. That was a, a trip asking you how you're doing. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, now that you know how I've been for the past couple of weeks, I'll tell you how the rest of the United States has been for the past couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> Not good. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's have a little rundown on a couple of things that happened in the past couple of weeks before we get into today's episode. So first of all, Rush Limbo. If you don't know who this motherfucker is, he died this past Thursday. Uh, he was known as a pioneer for American uh, radio. He was a you know, he had a voice uh, as a host. A racist and very, one. very, very conservative views. Yeah. So to give you a taste of what he thought, like the ideas that went through his head, his beliefs, I have a couple of wonderful quotes uh, from him. And you can look these up. They're all over Twitter. Um, they're also all over Facebook for whatever reason. I don't know why I saw that on Facebook. I think my dad sent me a link, as with most dads sending uh, their children Facebook links to look at things. But here are a couple quotes. So uh, I'm going to start off with this quote by saying, uh, during this time period, women were uh, protesting for justice for individuals that were raped. And he decided to say, and I quote, they're out there protesting what they wish would happen to them sometimes, end quote. So oh, good uh-huh. night. Good night. I'm going to go to sleep now. I cannot. <laughs> Wait, wow. I got one more. So, uh, as I said in the beginning, he has very, very conservative views and does not like anybody that he considers or no longer considers because, you know, he's now uh, in hell. Um, (laughs) He um, says, when a gay person turns his back on you, it's anything but an insult. It's an invitation. Disgusting. So That's absolutely disgusting. Right. It's like, I thought, I thought you didn't like anybody who wasn't straight but whatever but and yeah, last what he said just now pretty gay rush limbaugh pretty right gay. sounded like he got a little curious and just didn't know how to say it without being how, totally how does how does he know it's an invitation hmm? Hmm? have you been invited before i don't know <laughs> food for thought Ooh. fucking disgusting and, uh, man thank god he expired fucking shit literally expired like a bruised banana Mm. Um, and last but not least, he said, the NFL looks like a competition between the Bloods and the Crips without any weapons. There, I said it, end quote. Um, so, yeah, that's just a little taste of what he was like during his lifetime. Now he's serving with Satan at his right hand. Um, so, you know, um, nobody deserves to die, but some people are real fucking close to it. So there's a quote that I saw going around because a lot of people feel this way about Rush Limbaugh. And I've seen a lot of stuff like uh, annoying on on fucking LinkedIn, gross, <laughs> professional Facebook. <laughs> and people are like, some black people are like, no matter what he was, you can't deny that Rush Limbaugh was an icon. And I, to me, to, to those people, I say, mm-hmm. shut your goddamn mouth. Okay. Right. That's why I started it with like he was an, a, a pioneer to American radio hosting. Right. And, I, so, you know, I really don't even feel, I really, people describe it that way, but I do not feel as if we need to attribute positive and nothing, fucking absolutely nothing. glory to people. Shit. Shit. You don't get right. to be canonized in death when you are terrible in life. Absolutely not. Mm hmm. But the quote I was talking about, because a lot of people feel this way, and it was like, I saw a couple, you know, verbal altercations on the old Twitter there. 
Because w- between people who are like, you can't deny that, blah, 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 blah. And the people who are like, yeah, he was a terrible, vile man. And can't remember for the life of me who said it. But it was like, you know, I don't wish death upon anyone in this world. But there are some people's obituaries I take pleasure in reading. Oh, yeah. The ones that you kind of smirk at while you're reading yeah. it. It's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so goodbye, fucking Rush. Jesus. Speaking of the dead, um, you know, <clears throat> the necromancer for the uh, quote-unquote royal family of England is working in fucking overtime and keeping the corpse of Prince Philip fucking animated as he's still <laughs> being kept in the hospital for, like, falling ill not too long ago. Really? Uh, yeah, my man needs to, he needs to pass, okay? Um, I don't know how many babies they've been sacrificing, but my man has got to go. He's passed his expiration date. He should have went with motherfucking uh, Limbo himself. Limbo? But First of all, all I gotta together, say, all I gotta say is I wonder how much that uh, court necromancer gets paid. Uh, I know. It must be a handsome sum because... She or he or literally, I don't know. It could be an alien is working in overtime right now Correct. to keep this motherfucker breathing. Yeah. <laughs> but last but not least in the news of things, uh, Texans finally felt the blunt end of the fucking stick. So they didn't want to vote blue in the elections. Mother Nature said, fuck you. I'm turning you blue either way. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, yes, folks. Uh what my gal over here is referring to is the uh, cold front, if you will, that Texas was confronted with uh, earlier, well, last technically end of last week-ish, over the weekend, um, where they got a really bad freaking snowstorm. I don't even know how many inches, but shit froze over. There is, and the reason it's so bad is because their infrastructure, this is really the most important part, like, you know, they have rolling blackouts. They have communities who didn't have heat or hot water or water at all or <laughs> or electricity for days uh, because of things we're going to we're going to explain in a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, it's like get fucked, you know, Texans. In all reality, we understand that like, you know, like in all reality, we understand that there are tons of people who are really suffering from this and our heart goes out to them. Um before the end of the episode, I have uh, compiled a list of some places that you can donate to that directly help people in Texas to overcome, you know, what's going on right now. So we're going to put this episode out as soon as I finish editing it. <laughs> and so those, you know, things to donate to our lives. So please, if you can, during these trying times, really help the people, you know, going through this, uh, please do. Um, because there's a lot of people that have already died because of this cold front and it, it's, it's really hard and no one should really have to deal with that. So that being said. Right. And where we're saying our hearts go out to Texans, we're talking about, as she said, the ones that are actually being affected, negatively affected by it without the power, without the heat, the ones that are in poorer parts of Texas, yes. um, with their we'll families. That too. Yeah. Cause I'm sure That's a lot so of people have seen the images floating around. So. 
Mm-hmm. Fuck the bitches with the rippers and fuck the bigots who keep saying it's not that bad while they're in Texas, while they're literally on the other side of town watching other individuals who don't have any power. I saw a fucking clip where a furniture store decided to let a poor town in because they had electricity. Yep. How the mm-hmm. fuck does that make sense? But yet the other part of Texas are keeping their fake trees lit and shit. What the fuck? But go yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. How not only is it like, you know, a terrible winter storm that hit a usually warm place, um, which speaks volumes to climate change, which we'll talk about again, uh, but how, you know, disproportionately communities are being affected by this. So let's hop into it. So Texas was hit with, you know, a motherfucking storm. So in Texas, uh, let's say around, you know, Austin, Texas, usually in February, any, you know, in Texas, the degree age temperature is usually 42 to 48. That's usually as cold as they get. You know, not, not freezing cold, but you know, chilly, put, put on a little sweater or something. However, this past week, temperatures fell to as low as six degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I know in some other parts of Texas, people were saying that, you know, they were below zero. So uh, definitely 50 plus degrees under where we normally are. That spells a problem for Texas infrastructure. So because of the cold, they had water, water pipe, you know, bursts, uh, rolling blackouts because of decisions made by their privatized um, power grid, which we'll we'll get into, um, but yeah, uh, power went out. People didn't have heat. Uh, the roads. There were tons of accidents and people died because a lot of people who live in the south or like in warmer places are not used to driving in the snow like us nor'easters over here. But like, it's really hard. It's really tricky and dangerous to drive on ice and drive on snow. And if you're not used to it. A lot, a lot of people have lost their lives in Texas due to car accidents during this, um, you know, winter storm. Um, so, you know, that's absolute shit. But it, what's one of the interesting things is, is their power grid in particular, their electricity. So one of the reasons a lot of the, you know, sources of power and like, you know, the, the pipe br- bursts and stuff is because Texas infrastructure is not made, was not made to withstand colder temperatures. That makes sense. You know, Texas is usually nowhere, you know, never falls under 40 degrees. Can't really say that it's cold there. However, due to climate change in the past decade, uh, we've seen increasing, an increasing amount of like snowfall or, you know, a sharper temperature drops among the Southern states and places that are typically warmer. So, a lot of thing people are saying that you know t- this was something that could have been prepared for because a lot of people were anticipating this to happen and if i don't know if you remember gal but you know in the past couple of years i remember like last year year before definitely probably for every year probably since i was in college i've heard something about texas getting snow even if it's not a lot even if it's like a dusting heard a ton about every year at least once that they got a little bit of snow Right, and it's always such a surprise. They're like, what the fuck is this powdered stuff? Right, um, and I mean, if we just, you know, understood and, and looked at the climate change science, that is something that 
we should prepare all of our infrastructure for, not just in Texas, but in the whole United States. The United States infrastructure, including Texas, was really, the last time we revamped it was right after the Depression to give people jobs. And that was this infrastructure that we're currently running on was supposed to only have a life of about 50, 60 years. We are currently at 70, 80-ish. So Holy shit. Decades over the life of our current infrastructure, and America has, you know, continually neglected to put money into updating infrastructure in various states. So a lot of things could have been prevented if we had better leadership in the past couple of years. That's all, you know, not just Trump, but before that, too. There are tons of presidents who had the opportunity to do that, and they never did. So that's another conversation. But back to Texas. So Texas is the only state in the United States that has privatized and like privatized electricity. And what that means is like all of the United States run on like we eat from state to state, you know. There are, I believe there are some different companies or at least different names per region. Like I'm not sure what it is in the south, but I know like for in the northeast we usually, we have national grid. That's like the thing. And then at least in New York. And like that's the power company. And I know, depending on each state or region, there are just, you know, big power companies that are, you know, charged by the federal government to kind of be in charge of stuff. Well, in the 1990s, Texas literally held a vote and was like, we do not want to be part of that federal system. We don't, we do not want the government telling us what to do with our power grid. So Texans literally voted to, you know, secede from the federal fucking power grid so Texas Power Grid is run by a private company called Ergot. Ergot. <laughs> Seems like they forgot how to run oh, it. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you know, it's really like a lot of people in Texas kind of fall into that idea where it's like they don't like big government. So it, it makes sense that they privatize. But I don't think that was also the smartest thing because who really held that company accountable for anything i I don't know i don't know you know either way so now because as we just laid the groundwork a lot of the infrastructure not only in texas but in the whole united states have not been updated for years we're not ready for the impacts of climate change so you can expect this to happen for the next couple years if we do not put serious money toward the infrastructure but you know a lot of things froze uh a lot of power centers of power could not operate because the degree like it would the um the temperature fall was just too high for their machines to keep working efficiently or safely so we, they had to shut down a lot of stuff so now that the way the company air Aircot decided to go about it is that they didn't want everyone to be without this is what they said they didn't want everyone to be without power so they were going to institute rolling blackouts so the the dream behind this was that for a day or two the, the uh these regions would have energy um flip-flop on the neck for the a next determined amount of time they would lose energy and another com- set of communities would gain energy so it would kind of be like on and off switching so that you know not everyone had power every day but you didn't have power you didn't lose power for weeks kind of thing that was the right. way that I they decided to plan to handle it 
Yeah, I saw that on TikTok where they were like, oh my god, power is back on. Put the Netflix on. Get your dick warm. Let's go. And it's like, <laughs> Dad, oh. get your dick warm. But you want to know how true to uh, that standard uh, they were? Uh, let's hear it. Not very. <laughs> there are tons of pictures from people that live in lower income areas in Texas and they've been without power for mm, four or five days and you can literally just get up on your roof and take a picture and see that the condos and high rises in you know more metropolitan areas are completely lit but the suburbs and houses outside of that and areas where a lot of people of color live are without power for days Hmm. I love that because the little man doesn't count the one that basically makes the rest of the United States run doesn't count the one that pays out more out of their own pocket doesn't count go off again yeah so Hmm. that's complete shit because now you have these communities who are already at risk on a good day literally being thrown to die and in the cold literally that's what it is atrocious is what Hmm. it is they're picking and choosing. They're like, mm, yeah, but they have a poodle. Do you have a poodle? Literally, like, what kind of... It's so fucking annoying. So stupid. But what makes this even worse? Like, the more I looked into it, the more angry I got for Texas. I'm like, God damn it. Why, why can't we just help people? Jesus. Okay. So right. because Texas privatized their energy and has their... You know, they have their own privatized grid... It makes it extremely difficult to get help from surrounding states with federal grids. There's a lot of like fucking bureaucracy and, and, you know, the technicalities of being privatized as a whole state that makes it very difficult for them to share in the federal grid, which is one of the perks of the rest of the United States being on a federal grid is that there are more hands and like more things, you know, working to try to restore power to places that, you know, Instead, Texas can only rely on Texas is really what it's like. And and that's not happening if every single outlet in Texas cannot be used. So it's very hard to actually bring them right. back online without the privatized company being the one to do it. Hmm. So they're basically yeah. like, sorry, guys, you're on your own. You chose this way type of shit. Yeah. Unless Air got freaking gets better i don't know but it's gonna it's hard it's gonna be hard to really get them the help that they need (sighs) Uh, on top of that i got some good news and some bad news so we're gonna start with the bad news yeah (laughs) so the low senator ted cruz Yo, fuck him and his punk ass family. Continue. (laughs) He said, Texans, I know you starving, you're cold, you're hungry, you're dying, but I'm going to be a good daddy and go to Cancun. Peace out. Disgusting. Somebody fire that man. Fire that man. So as we all know, because trust me, it was not kept quiet, Ted Cruz freaking flew to Cancun with his family, you know, packed a whole suitcase and everything and was trying to escape 
the Texan, the Texas fucking problem. Instead of, I don't know, being a good fucking senator and sticking it out and doing some civil fucking service like he's supposed to, he flew to mm-hmm. fucking Cancun. Many problems with this. I will list them for you now. <laughs> Problem number one. People, a literal backlash. He had to come back on Thursday. This lying motherfucker said that he planned to just fly down to Cancun with a full suitcase to escort his girls and then to come back on Thursday. Don't be lying, motherfucker. You came back because people was pissed. Number one. Number two. A lot of people are like, oh, what can he do? Shut your fucking mouth, okay? Because I will tell you what other people are doing to help fucking Texas. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke is out here. You know, good man Beto. He was calling senior citizens up the wazoo to make sure that they're okay and that they ain't died. Wow. Did he have to? Absolutely fucking not. The man does not have a job That's in the fucking good. government anymore. Number, you know, 2B. Our good, good, beautiful, amazing AOC. <laughs> I was about to say, I know you My- talk about AOC with that slurp action. <laughs> AOC, who, as you know, is hated by a lot of conservatives in the whole country and is a New York representative, decided that, wow, you know what? I'm a good person, as we all been knew. And she said, I'm going to raise money for Texas. You want to know what, how much she raised? As of uh, February 20th on Saturday, she had raised $4 million. Um, what? $4 what? Million in a few days. Days, not even a full week. She said, we're going to help Texas. And she raised $4 million. You want to know what happened on top of that? That's it? Point blank period. Wanna know what she did on top of that? What happened? Her, AOC, a couple other reps like Sheila Jackson Lee and Sylvia Garcia, and a ton of others, but they all decided to fly to Texas and volunteer. AOC is literally working with like a lot of the food banks and stuff, packing up care packages for families, uh, loading shit in cars. Her and a couple supporters literally flew down to Texas to volunteer. Damn. And you're telling me Ted Cruz went to Cancun? Okay. All right. He could do a lot. He could do a lot. So for the people out there like, oh, he's just a senator. What can he do? He can do some work. That's what he can do. And that's what his right, lying motherfucking little, ass tried to do. <laughs> Yeah, there, it's already, people have already debunked it, actually as staged, but he literally posted on his own Twitter, talk about disgusting, on his own Twitter, posted pictures of him loading, like, cases of water into people's cars. One, mm. not a good look, buddy, not a good look, because technically, you're fucked up, because when you travel outside of the country, you're supposed to quarantine and not be in the presence of other people guess what he definitely started touching hoes and like caressing arms and putting shit in people's cars yeah. so nope. disgusting because uh that uh, i hope those people get covid tested because this man flew to cancun and came back and decided to start seeing everybody again and two it was staged right. apparently he just did it for a little bit just to take some photos he really didn't do much that day apparently from people that were there or can provide reports Damn. Yeah. 
Yuck. So before before I end my rant on Texas, <laughs> again, Texas, we stand with you, and no one should have to go through this. Um, no, honestly, like no matter what your political ideology is, your belief, I don't really care. Like no one should have to undergo something like this um, without getting help and without other people, you know rallying together to make sure that you're okay so i'm very glad that there's a lot of you know volunteers around there a lot of representatives a lot of people who've donated money to to help texans out of this and i hope that people keep doing so until until they're okay so because of that and you know we really want texas to be okay i have a list and i'll also put the article link in our show notes um so you can like see for yourself but I have a, a, a list of a couple places in Texas that are accepting donations, both monetary um, and depending on somewhere you can send stuff. But because of COVID, I think it's j- most of them are just doing donations, actually. Um, but that would directly like impact people in Texas. Mm-hmm. So the Dallas Wings, which is a WNBA basketball team, is working with the American Fidelity Foundation and Our Calling, which is a separate foundation, to help people in shelters. Um, so if you donate to any of those two foundations, again, American Fidelity Foundation or Our Calling, all donations up to $6,000 will be matched. So if you donate a little bit, it's double that, you know? The Houston Food Bank is also accepting monetary donations. With a donation of just $50, you can provide up to 150 meals. So that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And the Austin Disaster Relief Network is also accepting donations. And they provide emergency housing, gift cards, like for people to get buy stuff, and supplies for short-term use. Um... So they kind of make care packages and kind of stuff. They're also accepting monetary donations to help fund those kinds of things. Um, I'm going to put this article in the show notes because there's a ton more. And then there's also some resources in Oklahoma and Louisiana because they were parts of that state were also impacted. Um, So there's links and stuff and the names of the organizations. And then it tells you what that organization does. So you can choose where you want to donate to. So I'll include that in the show notes. And if you have, you know, the money to spare um, or at least, you know, the time to boost this article in particular, it's it's from the New York Times. It's called How to Help People in Texas, Oklahoma and Louisiana. Share that around. Get these links out so people can donate. That's all I got for you from Texas. Donate. Donata. However, I don't know how to say donate in different languages. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Um, I just wanted to add a little, little smidget of Nalagio. Uh, Hit me with for it. For our gals' Texas rant um, on the more um, environmental side, if you would say, environmental sciences. Climate change. She mentioned it. And I'm going to elaborate on it just a little bit. So I'm sure you're wondering why the entire state of Texas was like fucking blanketed with uh, snow. Um, so I'm going to add a little bit of spice as I tell you. So I apologize for any profanity. Not really. You should know by now we're sailors in um, very cute bodies. Absolutely. So 
As you know, it is not normal for most of the southern United States to get any type of frigid weather, let alone snow and fucking ice storms, right? So it seems like the balance of the weather has kind of just been thrown off or maybe Joe and Kamala have like not really gotten used to the weather machine yet and they kind of fucked up, but it's okay. They're still learning. It's their first time using the machine, but I can tell you uh, the science behind it. So, well, a little bit of it. Uh, Texas is not anywhere near something called the polar vortex. So what is that? (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Uh, The polar vortex is a persistent, large-scale, upper-level, low-pressure area. It's about a 1,000 kilometers wide, and it rotates counterclockwise at the North Pole and clockwise at the South Pole. So all that fancy gibberish means it is two semicircles at the North and South Pole with heavy uh, jet streams that keep the cold air in there and the warmer air over the rest of the United States. Um, That's why places like Canada, which is really close to the fucking vortex, they can see the fucking northern lights. They're always cold. Um, So why is that important? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) Um, The vortex over the years, as she says, with climate change, uh, has changed a little bit. Instead of keeping its normal shape of a half circle, a semicircle, uh, right now they kind of make little waves. So it's loosened up a little bit because, excuse me, because the air over the the poles have gotten considerably warmer, almost four degrees Fahrenheit warmer uh, in total since uh, the 1980s, 1982 specifically. Um, They've gotten 4.2 degrees warmer. So that's going to throw things off a little bit. Uh, In order to keep the jet stream at that semicircle shape, it needs cold, frigid air on one side and warm air on the other side. If you start mixing warm with uh, really cold, you're going to get lukewarm type of shit going on. So that's going to loosen up the jet stream. It's going to make it start wriggling around and it's going to create a wave-like structure. Now that wave-like structure, I'm sure you know, a wave has a top and a wave has a bottom. So that bottom and that top are going to dip into different places now where it's not supposed to be, where it has no fucking business being. And one of those places happened to be Texas. Oh, unfortunate. Damn. Yeah. Um, and other por- uh, parts of the United States that were hit with some cold weather um, that are not used to getting hit with uh, really cold weather. Obviously, Texas uh, got a little bit more than other places. So now that the wave crest and the trough or the top and bottom of the wave hit different parts of the United States, it allowed the cold air that's usually trapped on the poles uh, to reach areas such as Texas, creating extreme cold weather. Um, so, yeah, the last time this happened was a natural phenomenon back in 1899, and now it's not so natural. Um, and this vortex is only going to keep loosening up. Now, naturally, throughout the year, what normally happens is it loosens up a bit to where we get our winters, um, and then it kind of tightens back and we get our summers. That's what's supposed to happen. But now that it's kind of loosened up a little bit, we might have a prolonged winter or, you know, other places might get hit with uh, colder weather. So here's to hoping that maybe we can take a little bit of our military budget, just a little bit and invest in a little bit of something that might help uh, the rest of the earth fucking uh, bounce back a little bit. But yeah, that's just a little science behind why... Texas got a little bit of cold uh, weather. Jesus. 
So this this mm-hmm. this wave like you know how it went from you know vortexes to a more wave like uh shape you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you said this already, but um, is that like do, have we found evidence of that being directly correlated to uh, or directly connected to like high levels of pollution and what? Oh, uh, I don't know about the high levels of pollution. It's just because. Well, as I said, I definitely do need to research it a little bit more, but because the uh, the temperature in the atmosphere above the, the poles have gotten warmer due to climate change, so climate right. change can be a result of mostly pollution. Um, that's, mostly what, yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, mostly carbon, our large carbon, fr- not ours specifically, not the little people, but large corporations that burn several thousands of tons of plastic, um, all that smoke goes into the air, kind of fucks shit up. It pushes the cold air away and brings in more hot air. Um, we don't need that because hot air is trapped and then it cannot escape like how it's supposed to. So that has uh, kind of put a blanket effect over the vo- um, the vortex, over the poles, making it warmer. That's why it's warmer. So, yeah. Fuck them corporations. Yeah, that's fucking annoying. Climate change is real, people. It's it's depressing to think of, and it's nothing to be um, necessarily too alarmed of. If we kind of get to snip it in the butt, maybe this year we might have a chance of mm, lowering some temperatures around town, maybe, hopefully. But as I'm sure you know, the threshold in which, you know, you can't come back is approaching fairly quickly. Yeah, we literally are, like, fucking speeding toward it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, about 2027. Between 2027 and 2042, I think it is, is uh, that threshold of that point of kind of no return. So it's 2021. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we've lost a lot of of time. Oh, my God, yeah, because uh, a lot of individuals don't think it's real. And I think the adverse effect, they think because it's getting cooler that um, global warming is not a thing. I know. I hate that argument so much. I'm like, can you critically think, bitch? Fuck. Right. It's like because it's getting warmer, you're losing more heat. You can trap cold air instead of warm air that escapes. Um, you're, we're gonna get a fucking ice age, and I wouldn't be surprised. It's gonna be like that movie 2012. Oh, stop! That shit was scary. I'm typically yeah, not one for like disaster films, but I watched that one, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I mean, thinking about it now, it's kind of fucking. I can see it happening. Water levels rising. First of all, large floods, large whatever tsunamis it could be. And then the earth kind of freezing over after a point of time. I can also see because it's happening. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Um, recycling your 24 case of water bottles is not going to fucking help. However, advocating for the uh, larger corporations to f- reduce some shit that they're doing will help. Yeah. As much as we do try, w- what we do is minuscule. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, yes, it's always good for, you know, us little people to <coughs> excuse me, to like reduce, reuse, recycle, the whole you know, use, you know, more sustainable things, blah 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 blah. However, <laughs> what we need is regulations. We need tighter 
and, and smarter regulations on these big corporations because they're the ones dumping shit in the ocean. They're the ones fucking burning plastic. They're the ones not really changing to a sustainable source of, of whatever they're doing. Um, and no one is holding them accountable for that much. So we don't really fix a lot of right. our problems by me, you, and your fucking grandma recycling. Right. And I think it's always funny where they're like, don't forget to recycle our plastic bottles. And it's like your your plastic bottles. You recycle them bitches too. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But, but thank you all for tuning in. We love you all yes, so dearly. But um, not in a creepy way just yet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you can, please donate to uh, some nonprofits and services in Texas um, that are helping helping folks out through this tough time. Uh, if you can, please do. Uh, you got anything to say to the people before we go? Um, stay warm wherever you are in the world, and stay safe. Everywhere in the world. Absolutely. Um, Wish us luck on a good week and we wish you luck on a great week. So thanks for tuning in as usual. Hit us up on all of our social medias. And what are they, gal? Hit us up on our Twitter at IGMP Oddcast. Follow us. Like some of the random stuff we put up there and chat with us. Let us know if you want us to make any, you know, address any certain topics or uh, talk about certain concepts because we're trying to expand our, our realm from just current events to really just, you know, topics and, um, you know, shit like that. Trends, if you will. Uh, but yeah, so follow us there, chat with us there, and we hope you all had a great time and we'll see you next time. That's right, pals. We're the gals. Peace out. Bye.